TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It's a fly to left. It's carrying to the warning track, to the wall, and it's now Sano. It's a home run. Miguel Sano, 17th. And the Twins have hit five home runs and now 199 on the season. The ninth game this year, the Twins have hit five or more home runs. Score North Twin Show, all new Score North. You can find us, of course, at 1500 AM. You can find us, scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app. Download that, Apple or Android. It's Zolgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hale. And you just heard a home run last night from a guy who, if I was um, the Twins, I'd be actively calling around and say he's found God when it comes to his ability to hit the baseball. And do you want him as part of a trade package? Miguel Sano. But that's not what we're going to talk about right now. That's just you, man. Oh, I'd love to trade him right now. I would love that upside right now. I, he's he's the perfect hitter. Everything about him is perfect. You know what? Uh, Brody Van Wagenhoff or whatever with the Mets, you can have him. But anyway... Um, Lavelle E. Neal, the third, our friend from the Star Tribune. Very interesting report today. Uh, if you have a newspaper, it's on uh, C5 of the Star Tribune. If not, you can certainly go startribune.com and find the story. Uh, but uh, some inside reporting from sources that Lavelle has, and I guess we can assume they're probably almost certainly from the Twins themselves. Uh, let's see here. He reports, in recent weeks, the Twins have have uh, expressed interest in a number of pitchers, such as uh, Padres closer Kirby Yates, Blue Jays closer Ken Giles, Blue Jays starter Marcus Stroman, and others. Uh, but the gist of the report is that the Twins, or that because the Mets have decided Derek Wetmore to listen to offers for right-hander Noah Syndergaard, and the Twins are willing to put their ring in the hat, um, or their hat in the ring, excuse me. But what's interesting about this is the two names that we are hearing, or that Lavelle is hearing, that would need to go to the Mets, and two names, not one, your top two prospects, Royce Lewis and Alex Kirilov. What are your thoughts on Noah Syndergaard coming back to you, under control, by the way, and you are about to lose, what, potentially three pitchers after this season is done, Having Noah Syndergaard under your control, but the price is not one, but two, both Lewis and Kirloff. Click. Sorry, that's you it. Hang up. Okay. That's it for me. Brody, uh, good luck trading that to some team that's not as smart as you. I would not be in the business of trading two top prospects for a, a for one pitcher, Noah Syndergaard, who a guy I have a ton of respect for. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of arm talent, Noah Syndergaard is one of the better ones out there. I mean, there's a tier above him, certainly, but they're not two tiers above him. You know, it's your Max Scherzer's, your Justin Verlander's, your Chris Sales, your your top flight starting pitchers, ability-wise. And then it's that next tier down. So I'm not trying to run away from the fact that he's a stud, game-changing pitcher. I think over the next two years, plus this postseason run, Noah Syndergaard's probably worth, if you want to get analytical here for a second, wins above replacement-wise, He's probably like ten wins, twelve wins. What does he do for you? Let's let's take the short term. What does he sure? Do? Let's just look at 2019. Yeah, even yeah. what does he do for you right now? I think you've got something like a ten percent chance to win the World Series right now. Okay, and that sounds that's very, pretty cool. Sounds very fair. Like, hey, one in ten. If you just replayed from this point forward, the rest of the way, a thousand times, you're going to win a hundred World Series. That's pretty cool, Twins fans. I think Syndergaard probably takes you to like a 15%, something like that. Right, I'm just, no, right because he can't pitch every single right. game and he's he gonna, won't. That's very fair. He's going to make a start instead of Michael Pineda. Or he's going to make a start instead of Martin Perez. But and that's gonna, a big upgrade. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right, because in, in the playoffs, he's going to, to make the start. Let's assume that you are in... Probably game one, right? Right, exactly. So so now you're going to go Syndergaard-Barrios. Huge difference from Barrios-Odorizzi. Agreed. Yes, and so that's why I think he takes your playoff percentages up by, let's be honest, a pretty significant degree. That is, you put that lineup with a couple of good starting pitchers and maybe add some bullpen help too. Yep. To me, that is just not enough. That that it's not a five percent increase. Technically, it's a fifty percent increase. But like that, going from ten percentage points to fifteen percentage points is not enough for me to wager two guys that I think by themselves could be worth. 10 wins in the first couple of years of their big league careers. Okay. I'm out. Okay. I need your help here now. Mm-hmm. 
I want to spend this segment talking about because I feel I feel like we're two really good people to go back and forth on this because we take very different philosophical approaches sure. to the questions being asked right, right now. And and I think at times you're too conservative, but I know at times I'm too reactionary. So interesting. I want a trade made here. Like I want an upgrade made here. I want Syndergaard I, too, by the way. What right? But but I think we I think we can start the conversation by both of us agreeing going in here that what we have seen enough, including in the Yankee series, which provided a really good blueprint. I think we have both see, seen enough to say you have a real chance here. Like to be like to say the Yankees are just too good is folly. You're not good enough right now, probably, to beat them in in a series. But we just saw the the blueprint for what it would take. So I want something done here. So I want you to start with this answer to my question. Sure. What is reasonable? You know, without saying I'm I'm prospect hoarding. Nobody's going anywhere. Right. Forget Lewis about it. Lewis and Kirilov, and I'm hanging in Gratterall. Hang up. Hang up. Hang we up. We want to win the 2025 yeah. World Series. I think we both agree that that's not the right approach. Can't do that. So I want you to start. I want to move here that made by the deadline, which I believe is 3 p.m. Wednesday. What's reasonable? I think it's very reasonable to give up both high-level and low-level with high-upside minor league players. I'm not going to hoard at all. My top 10 list is going to look way different a week from today, Judd, if I'm running the show. I think that this report, and credit to Lavelle, the sourced information that the Mets want, Kirilov and Lewis, is is worth its weight in gold. It shows me that Brody is on the phone doing his best slick Rick impression, asking for the moon and the stars from every team that needs some pitching. I do think that the Twins, among those teams, have one of the best systems in baseball from which to deal. So it's a real possibility. This is not just a talk radio talker. Noah Syndergaard to the Twins could happen. I don't want to trade Royce Lewis because I think the world of him. I think this is a future multi-time all-star, and that is so valuable. As you've seen with a guy like Jorge Polanco being on this team, that's so valuable. That's a great place to start for a future team. Alex Kirilov, to me too, I've said this before on shows, I think Alex Kirilov is the best prospect in the Twins organization. Mm -hmm. I know he's had a down year. I know the wrist injury is a real thing, so I'm not... To me, the stats are so impacted by that that I don't even take them and, and... demerit him. He's he's just a great prospect. He's going to be a great player. After that, all bets are off. After that, talk to me. What do you got? Trevor Larnick? So you wouldn't trade so just to either be clear. One of them. Okay. You not for Noah Syndergaard straight up. If you start talking about like, hey, Edwin Diaz and Seth Lugo and Noah Syndergaard and we'll give you like an A-baller to balance out the risk. Okay. It's like, all right, that's a different trade package and Love you, Royce. Good luck. I hope it goes well for you in Queens. You could be Derek Jeter's protege across town. Sure. Cool. That, to me, is a different conversation. What what I will do right now, though, is um, John Murphy had the report yesterday on Twitter. I, th- I think you saw this one. It was in the Twins Trade Rumor Roundup posted to scorenorth.com. Which is, and the score which is a must app. read because there's so much going on it's right now. It's just all juice. But it's great. Yeah. Juicy, juicy, well, juicy. It's juice from people that know, though. That's right. Yeah, like it's not. It's not. It's not some random blogo in Montreal. I should take the like the fifth note on that notebook. Should be just like Google, like random reckless trade speculation. Right. Actually, I'd probably land back on our site anyways. That would work just so fine. We land on one of our shows. <laughs> so, so John Morosi tweets that Trevor Larnick, an outfield prospect, last year's first round pick for the Twins, yep. remember the kid who won the uh, College World Series with Oregon State. Twins drafted him. Love him as a hitter. Um, good numbers in the low minor leagues, apparently drawing some interest from Twins teams or from from teams that the Twins would engage in trade talks. Mm-hmm. I like Trevor Larnick, but he is not the kind of prospect that I put my foot down and say absolutely no way, no how for no price. And I know that the Twins won't do that either because Derek Falvey told us, Judd, the other day, right? There is not a player that they will say no way, no how. You have to hear the price on the other side. You don't say nope, not trading Byron Buxton or Jose Brios. Because then the Angels GM's like, oh, you didn't want Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? Whoa, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Right. You have to know the price that you're getting. To me, Noah Syndergaard is worth three premium prospects, just not those premium prospects. Lewis and Kirilov. Lewis is a shortstop, and shortstops obviously are worth their weight in gold because they're great athletes or nearly Derek Wetmore. But the issue, and there's a good one, Polanco has definitely established established himself as a player. We didn't know if he was this player. Yeah. And the more we see it, the more we become convinced. 
Um, Arise, to me, is one of the golden nugget finds of recent lore for the Twins because he has established himself as a guy who certainly looks like he has every opportunity to replace Scope. Uh, Nick Gordon is back on track at AAA. Um, Kirloff plays a position that you are already fairly deep at. That's true. And, and it's a cor- he either plays a corner position or first base. So his position is not something that is incredibly hard to find. Right. Just the bat. Just the bat. Yep. Right. But So my question comes back to this. I'm a little bit surprised that you wouldn't even consider one of those two based on based on the factor of one you're in pretty good shape on your depth chart organizationally and two the position the bat might be great but the position is not one where you say to yourself we can't replace the position for sure I just think that to get at the heart of your question what I'm looking to do if I'm the Twins right now with a deep farm system a team that's in first place a club that has the potential to win the World Series right now and should be good for the foreseeable future. I know that's dangerous. I'm not saying they're going to be in the next six World Series. But on paper, looks to track out to be pretty good for the next handful of years. Sure. What I would be trying to do is hunting stars. I want stars. I have no problem with that. And I think yeah. if you were to say that Luis Arise, who I like as a player, I wish Rami was here because we could effectively refer to him as Luis Arise. You're going to have to suffice for now. So... Just take the JV version of his pronunciation. Yeah, of it's not terrible. Name, so. I can't do it, so <laughs> it's on you. Manny, are you in on that, or that's not you? Arise. Okay, all right. So yeah, might be able to do it. The lower voice. He second. can't really roll it as well, but the low voice helps on that one. Arise. We, that's pretty we, good. We did a live voiceover with Manny on the air the first hour of the show. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it should be done more pretty often. good. So, uh, look, Luis Arise, nice player, good player, certainly been impressive this year, and I think he could help you get to the 2019 World Series. But do I think he's going to be a star like Alex Kirilov? Right now, I don't think that. I think it's been an impressive rise, and it's been uh, really, really encouraging what we've seen so far. But like we've seen with the, the the most recent flavor of the month with the Twins, before it was Luis Arise, is Williams Estadio. Now he's hurt, so it's and a I different would, story. And I never mistook that one, but... Same deal. For he's me. a great story. Same deal. For and me. he seems like a great guy. And I think in the clubhouse, he's fantastic. And for I sure. And I love the approach to baseball and his complete love for the game of baseball. Yes. But I never bid on that one. Well, Arise, I'm a lot more eager to see where this goes. So I think the same thing about Arise as I do of like a, a Nick Gordon or um, who's a who's a good example of this. that's higher up. In the minors, uh, no, nobody jumps to mind, but just that is a is a good solid player can probably help you right now. Mm-hmm. But there's to me there's a difference between can you do a job and can you make five All Star teams? Okay, I would just so Syndergaard yep. is in the latter category. So of course you got to pay to get that. I don't think that the Twins, as deep as they are in prospects, have very many guys that right now I would say, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they went to multiple All Star games. The two that we mentioned at the top are those two for me. I'm really, really tempted to trade one. I agree with you. I'm not trading I'll both. I'll give you a and couple I, don't I would think, if and, you want. And I don't think that, that the price is both. Let's actually take a phone call uh, here for 651-646-8255. Your thoughts on if the Twins, would you, if you were in Derek Falvey's shoes, would you give up your top two prospects for uh, Noah Syndergaard of the Mets? Peter, what's going on? No. Turn your radio down, Peter. No, of course. I don't have my radio on. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? I can hear something behind you. Well, that's not me. That's not me. All right. That, that, Go ahead. That's, that's, that's feedback from your station. Go ahead. Okay, I'll try and talk over this racket. Um, I'm surprised you guys are taking this attitude because your hero, Patrick Royce, wrote a tremendous article on the history of the Wilson Ramos trade. If that isn't a pattern, a, a road a, a road track for why they shouldn't do this, it's fine. If if if, if they if they want to trade someone like Nick Gordon, that's fine. Hitting three hundred in the triple uh, A and uh, that'd be worth but you you don't you don't trade Lewis or Kirilov or Larnick. You don't do that. All right, thanks Peter. What was that behind him? I I don't know. Is that his radio? He said it didn't sound like us. No, it didn't sound like any, it didn't sound like any of our stations. I, 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 I um, if it wasn't his radio, it might have been his Amazon I love, Alexa. I love Patrick, and he is outstanding, and he knows baseball really well. And he got a really good column from that. 
But I think if he elaborated on that, he was only pointing out the potential pitfalls. But, all right, so here's the comeback to what Peter just said. Though. Patrick all the, also, by the way, has been on the record on the air on this station saying he would trade for Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. And One so, of those guys. And sometimes One you're, of those guys. And sometimes you are uh, trying to find a column, and when, sure. when Wilson Ramos comes to town, it makes for a good column. But uh, that, that Matt Capps trade was a first-guess stupid move. But, but... Here, but here's the interesting thing, and this is actually going to paint the picture that uh, that is going to push people, I think, more towards making a substantial trade for a guy like Syndergaard. Our guy Declan Goff today asked me casually, he said, "Who are the top ten? Who are the top three prospects in the Twin System in 2010?" And I said, "I don't know." I, he said, "Was was Ramos number one?" I said, "I don't think so." Aaron Hicks was around at that time in the system, so he looked it up. You know who the top three prospects were in the Minnesota Twin System in 2010? Oh boy! Uh, one, and, to place and I'll myself. give you. And he found one, two, three in that order. Okay, so I'm not giving you a hodgepodge. Okay. Number three was Wilson Ramos. Number okay. number two was Aaron Hicks. The number one prospect in 2010 is ranked by the geniuses who know these things. Can you give me the position? Outfielder. Mini outfielder. Yeah. Okay. Came from the Phillies. Ben Revere. Is Ben Revere? Ben Revere, had a nice little career. Went to the Phillies, right? Oh, that in the May trade. Yes, yep, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. traded to the Sorry. Phillies. But the point being is, you're one, two, three in 2010. Yeah, they, they drafted Ben Revere. Revere, Aaron Hicks, Wilson Ramos. If I can get Noah Syndergaard in a deal for any of those guys today, I do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Which is the which is the problem with prospects. You're as sure as you can be sure, but you don't know, and so. Derek, I side with you. I'm not trading both guys. There's no way I'm trading both guys. But if I have to trade one in a trade for a controllable pitcher, assuming that I trust the medical reports say everything is right right now, damn am I tempted to make that trade and now I've got and now I've got a controllable pitcher. If he's a rental, it is different. Yeah. As much as I hate to say that, it is. But guys, the Yankee series showed us everything that we need to know. And guess what? Last night's game showed us nothing. Because last night's game, you just... The American League stinks for the most Beat part. Beat up on Giolito. That's are, not for nothing. And, and you are good. Right. But you're, but the league stinks. I get it. I was the just league, trying to get a rise I, out of you. I know. But, you know, Cleveland... God bless them. Cleveland's playing great. But they are playing the patsies of the American League. And now the Twins are again. And now and then they're going to play, what, the Marlins next? Yeah. It's awesome. They're going to win a bunch of baseball games. And they should. And I do believe that they will win the American League Central that way. But... You were just given a gift from God. You were given four games against Oakland and three from the Yankees. It's a wonderful life. It's the same thing. Here's what, in in the case of George Bailey, here's what happens if you were never born. In the case of the Twins, here's what happens when you play good teams. (laughs) You know, gave you the blueprint, man. Yeah, the angel. uh, You know, the angel is showing Derek Falvey exactly what he needs to see. You know what? The Yankees got that glimpse too. Here's what happens when you go up against a buzzsaw offense with that pitching staff. So I pulled up MLB.com just now because I wanted to confirm that I th- I thought I maybe just had some weird fever dream that the Indians got to play the Kansas City Royals again. Nope, that's true. They're playing the Royals right now. They won again last night. And I got to figure out what went on with the schedule maker that allowed the Indians for six weeks straight to just play it's a computer. the Tigers and the Royals. It's the computer. Just back and forth. It's a- Send them off to Baltimore next. Give them a little break in the central schedule. Uh, the headline at MLB.com, for those that are curious right now, is uh, Yankees should target these arms. Not because the Yankees are the only contender that need pitching, but because the Yankees have a big market and page views. I was going to say, and the ultimate clickbait is I will, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. I will give you, it's either so-and-so calls out so-and-so, yep. or Yankees should target this in a trade. And I'm just looking at the at the photo here. I don't have the story pulled up, but I can tell you each of those pictures because I'm pretty familiar with them after writing about them for the Twins for a month. Mm-hmm. Here are the seven arms in question. Zach Wheeler, Robbie Ray, Mike Miner, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman. That looks like Matthew Boyd, although I can't really see his face. I'm going to go with Matthew Boyd. It has to be. And Noah Syndergaard in a ponytail. So yep. I think... Each one of those names could make sense for the Twins, too. And just because it's the Yankees doesn't mean that they're the only people that should be targeting that. Here's a roundabout way of getting to my point. If it's going to cost me Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis to get Noah Syndergaard, then I go to one of these other six teams and say, hey, 
listen, we like the Mets and we like Thor, but but we like Mike Miner too. And I just think you, Texas, you got to flatter him a little bit, butter him up. You're just, you're just so much more reasonable. You're so much more intelligent well, about the value of prospects. And Thad can make that call Who since he comes from can there. He? But so Thad, Thad can be like, hey, Johnny. Can he Remember ever? all those nights in the bar where we talked about World Series? I got a chance. Well, yeah, and here if, we go. If we're talking about, if we're comparing the Rangers and the Mets, are we really, is that really buttering the Rangers up or is that just telling them <laughs> the flat out truth? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it is telling them the hey, truth. Hey, you're smarter Absolutely. than these guys. <laughs> But you don't have to tell them the other no. guys you were just talking to. They can figure it out. And this does not need to be a Mets trade. I want. That's why I started the question by asking you what's fair, because I want to trade. I'm more than willing to, sure. to go to a team and get a pitcher that I'm convinced can help me. Syndergaard is a great name. It's a sexy name. The, the amount of control helps a lot and is going to cost you a ton. But I want, I want by Wednesday at 3 o'clock to make that... Well, actually, I want to make two trades because I want a bullpen arm. I have to have one of those, too. But I just want to know what makes the most rational sense here. Sure. And I, I'm with you. I can't I can't justify giving up my top two prospects. Can I justify personally giving up one of them? Yes, I can in the right deal. Interesting. Yeah, see, for me, that'd have to be like a Syndergaard and Wheeler and a bullpen see, or like Syndergaard think, and Diaz and Seth Lugo. I think what we have to know to see, though, is is the opportunity that's presented here. Like, you might be really good in 2022 or 2021, but the American League might be really good again, and now your chances go down based on that. This league, aside from a few teams, I think I'm correct in saying this, sucks. (laughs) It's awful. Mm -hmm. Your division beyond Cleveland, it's patsies. It sets up for you. Nothing you do in several in, in most of your series going forward now yeah. until the postseason really means a thing cuz you're playing patsies you're going to get wins but it's going to give you no barometer but i would hope that Derek and Thad I, I deem them and Rocco to be really really smart human beings yeah i think so so the only thing you can take from is the seven is the seven days of glorious baseball that we just saw that gives us the barometer nothing else me this weekend means nothing it doesn't mean anything. You're going. You should. You should sweep. You should at least win three of four. Um, and unless with Alex Kirilov, unless you're going to tell me he's going to be Miguel Cabrera, I'm okay with moving him for the right deal. I'm totally good with moving. Him I for think the right we deal. can all sit right here safely, Manny, and tell you that he's not. What I'm if he's Nelson Cruz? Then he can come Late back. Career, then, then he can come back here <laughs> come at the back tender, age, tender age of thirty eight and talk about naps and home right. runs. So, look, can I put words in your mouth, Judd? Like I'm going to, and then just tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I I hear this line of thinking enough that I I don't necessarily fully disagree with, mm-hmm. but when you phrase it this way, it does sound kind of silly. I am okay with losing a trade in the long term. Losing a trade, like regretting it eventually on on its face for the performance that you got. Yep. If it means a greater percent chance to win this year's World Series. And that, are you saying that's what I'm saying? I'm saying that, that's a that's, that's a, exactly what I'm saying. That's a theory that's being espoused. That's yes. exactly what okay. I'm saying. And and it's not just about you. It's about your circumstances. To me, sports is about circumstances. Sure. And that, that's why I keep using the word pouncing. This is a time to pounce. If this was, let's say Cleveland was really good. Yankees are the Yankees right now. Houston is Houston right now. Boston was having a lights out year. Um, take Tampa your pick. sneaking up Tampa, on you. Tampa playing. Winning 95 games. Mm-hmm. Theor- theoretically saying Tampa playing great baseball right yeah, now. Anaheim, sure. the Angels playing great baseball right now. I'd probably say this might be really difficult to do, and I don't want to forfeit future assets for trying to make a run that's going to have to go through so many potential teams, but that doesn't exist. That's not happening. Your circumstances are as ideal as you can get them. And this lineup is this lineup this year has been too good to not look at it and say, let's make a move to go in and try and win a championship. Well, because this yeah. is a champ, this is a championship winning lineup, yep. one through nine. All right, let's uh, take a phone call and then uh, go to break. Let's see if the last caller was telling the truth, and we just have plain old problems with our technology here. I can't imagine that happening. Hi, Ted. The suspense. As NFL training camps are underway. Oh, yeah. And again, we do have NFL Ted, I'm going to put you back on hold. 
I have no idea what that is, but I just heard a whole thing on training camps. Something is bleeding in, into something. Okay, I am. I'll do some wait, investigating wait. here. Judd Zolgad is going to go out on a limb before we go to break and troubleshoot. I've got a theory too. I don't troubleshoot, but I'm going to troubleshoot. And, and then, Manny and knows then you how go. bad I am at this okay. stuff. <laughs> uh, we had this problem when we had somebody on a couple days ago, a guest on, and it was something's potted up in another studio. It was either a, or something. AM or FM studio. The production rooms. I just hit a button on the bridge in here to try and change it. Let's let's. All right, try hold on. Ted again. I was going to say my theory is that yeah, Ted is trolling us by turning his radio up and then just holding the speaker to it. <laughs> Be a good joke. Ted. Yep, I'm here. We Can got you, you. Right? Manny. Yes, Manny for the win. Manny fixed it. Sorry about that. Huh. I turned off my radio. No, so it's I'm not. not sure what was going on. You're good. <laughs> All right. Um. No, I, I think you guys bring up a lot of great points, and I'm I'm with Derek on, you know, I think the Mets asked for the moon. Wagonen really screwed the pooch when he uh, made that Kalenic and Dunn trade, so he's going to try and get as much back as he can now for Thor. Mm-hmm. So obviously you don't go both, but I think it comes down to, like you're saying, circumstances, you're probably not going to have this good of an opportunity again. And if you do make a trade with one of these top two, your farm is so good that you're still going to have a Larnack and a Belazovic and one of the other two and Gratterall. You're going to have pieces. So I would definitely listen um, on Kirloff. But I, I, I think what makes it interesting, too, um, is that with Thor, you're put in that spot where do you want to spend money or do you want to spend prospects? And last year they got so close with Darvish and regardless of that going pear shape, you can either go down the path of, do you want to pay for the ACE on the free agent market when their last team didn't want to pay for them? Or do you want to use your prospect capital and go out and get whatever arm is available to you that you believe is the ACE? And that really is what it comes down to for Falvey and Levine is how can we get that ACE? Absolutely. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate the call. Take care. Great point there. All right, we're up against the clock. Let's do let's do this. Let's go to a break and come back and talk about and throw the question out. If more people want to call and weigh in, would you give up your top two prospects to the Mets to get a pitcher who would definitely make a difference, but then not one, but two guys atop your prospect list are gone? Let's make this better, too, because I don't like Brody's idea of just one for two. Make this your top two prospects for Thor and Two relievers in that Mets bullpen. Including Diaz? Love it. Sounds good. All right. 651-646-8255. It's the Twin Show on Score North on 1500. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com. Try not to operate in in those terms because I, you never know what the other end of the phone call is, right? It, it, I just think that every player has a value to us, and you know, based on how many years of control that player coming back has, how impactful we think that player is, not just for this season but seasons ahead, I think that, that makes a big difference. So we always have to be factoring in all of the variables in the equation, and I wouldn't rule out you know the, any any particular asset we have in our organization. That, of course, is uh, Twins uh, Chief Baseball Executive Derek Falvey. He was talking a couple nights ago during the course, Derek Wetmore, of the Twins-Yankees game. Second inning, I believe, he uh, he gave a little uh, press conference about where things stood, basically with a multitude of things, including the including as, as much as he could tell you about the trade deadline approaching on Wednesday. Did you find the most intriguing part of that press conference that we both attended to not be what Derek said, but... <laughs> We're in a back room of the press box, and he's watching the game. And the Twins had taken what? In the bottom of the first, right? Yeah, 2, two nothing, nothing lead. Yeah. And that's when Derek Falvey was talking is when the lead started to dwindle. And I think Jake Cave dove for a ball that got by him. And he paused for one second. Base. And this was one, this was one situation when a human being's facial expressions told you far more about how he felt about things than any words did. You know, Derek, because Derek's very good and Derek's very smart, and Derek's not going to tell us too much. But in just watching his face as uh, Jake Cave tried to make that play, and Buxton, obviously, who did come back last night, was not playing, and you could just see this basically bleep look of, I got to watch this. We're playing the. Because he's seeing what we're seeing, which is offensively, that was an impressive display by the Twins. That was three days of basically, we'll hit you, you're hitting us. 
Um, I'm not backing down. I'm, not, I'm right. throwing another punch. Right. Let's go. And, and you know what? That series could have very much defined it's just not the year. You know, if they come in, if the Yankees come in and score 14, 15, 12, and you score 3, 5, and you know, no, <laughs> right. ser- no, that's right. Seriously, I mean, that could have right. been a very easy way to say, oh, boy, we're playing a Put lot a of bad teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But in watching his facial expression, you could sort of just see this. We got to do something. They here. care like, about these wins. I mean, it matters a lot to them. They should. Yeah. And we all care about these wins. I took three wins. big things from that press conference. One of them was the clip that Manny just played, which was off of your question, Judd. Do you have any untouchables? Mm-hmm. And I think you could have if if you uh, if you wanted to. Now you're a veteran reporter. You know better than to do this. But what your mind was thinking and your mouth stopped short of saying was. Do you have any untouchables, or would you consider Royce Lewis and right. Alex Kirilov and Bruce Dargradle and Jordan Balazovich, would you consider these guys in any trades? Mm-hmm. But you know that Falvey's not going to say, like, well, yeah, we trade Rice. Right. He can't say that. He's not going to say that. So I took one thing from that. I took another thing from what you said, his body language around the, like, ah, it sucks watching this lead slip away. Right. And the third thing I took is that Jim Polet has given the green light support to if the trade makes sense and you think that it's the right baseball decision, mm-hmm. but you've got to take some salary back coming the other way, mm-hmm. fine. I trust you guys. And I, that's what I took from it anyways. Do you think, to your third point, I don't, and I, I was telling uh, Phil this on the afternoon show yesterday, I don't think there's anybody that they would get back in a trade making enough salary to make them even think about saying no. That's interesting. Because Granky would be the one, and I don't think, you know, and I'm not taking that contract. Like well, but be, that's the point. Hey, we'll give you $20 million a year for right, the next two years don't and you, give us a prospect. But but that list of pitchers that you went through last segment. I'll give it to you again. Of available guys. Go Zach Wheeler, yep. Robbie Ray, Mike Miner, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman, Matthew Boyd, and Noah Syndergaard. Do any of those contractually make your stomach turn? No. No. Me neither. not. I mean, unless Frankie's the one that I and I would draw a line there. I'm not. I'm not going to take that contract. The only thing that's a ridiculous contract. That's the a only stupid thing. Contract. If you're just talking about I don't want rentals, then I, okay, then that's fine. Then you're going to take some of these guys off of the list. But no, I mean, it to me, it just deepens the pool of people for whom you can trade. Like there are some guys who are like, oh, that's a good pitcher, but like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that money on my books. But if the Diamondbacks, let's say, sure. said, hey, you want this pitcher? And we'll take half the money off of the books. Well, now that's a different story. Now I might right. say like, okay, hey, yeah, cool. I'll take some of that money. I'll give you a lesser prospect. And I end up with a good pitcher. It's a win-win for me. Do you think what... So I, I asked Falvey the rental question as well. And he essentially didn't close the door there. Which he doesn't I, close which, doors. Well, and I don't believe he should on that <laughs> yeah, one. That's true. I think to close that door would be a major mistake. Um, do you buy the response to that? Yes. He said to you, and I'm paraphrasing, control matters, and we're right. going to he seek that decent, and target it. That was a decent answer. But if, didn't a, dance if the right rental comes around and we've got to make that move, we're going to make that move. Right. I, I don't think that the Twins are going to shy away from adding somebody who doesn't have a 2020 in their contract. I, I think that absolutely adds somebody who's 2019. Now, all else being equal, would they prefer to have it for next year, especially for starting pitching? I think absolutely they would, but I don't think they're going to run and hide from the quote-unquote rental market. Hey, Joe, you're on the Twin Show. What's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, good show, as always. Thanks, man. Uh, this has too many reminders of 2002, um, kind of where we're playing well above our weight. We can see an opportunity to go for it. And back then, there was a certain starting pitcher by the name of Jason Schmidt that we refused to give up Kadir or Rustovich for to go and get, and that would have made all the difference in the Angels series back in the ALCS because we were we were that top pitcher short. Yep. And I say, who cares on these two prospects, man? I mean, they might be great. They might be nothing. Rustovich was a beast and never amounted to anything. <laughs> Rustovich. Who's, <laughs> yep. who's, who's to say either of these guys pan out? Go get go get a known commodity, get Sondergaard, get us another ace. That way we can move other guys down and just help that bullpen. I, I, I say even if it's two for one, Derek, we do mm. two for one and it's fine. Thanks, Joe. 
Go big or go home, I guess. No, that's too much. No, no, no. I can't do that. Um, thanks for the call, I Joe. Can't, I can't do both, guys. I, I. It's just not my top two. I can do two. I can do one and another one, but I can't. I can't send you Lewis and Kirilov. I want to set the record straight here because I feel like I get painted into a corner sometimes. I'm not saying Caller Joe did and this, I'm with, and I'm with you here, though. Yes, I'm not I, pulling against you. We. We like to paint with broad brushes. It's just easier than coloring in nuance. And one of the things that would fit in bumper sticker logic is, do you want to win the World Series or are you a prospect hoarder? Either or, black and white, it's just this, I think it's a false dichotomy, if I'm being honest. And so I get accused sometimes not saying Joe is doing this. I know he wasn't. He was very kind. He said, I respect you, but he gave me the nice guy, but the Minnesota compliment. Nice yep. guy, but yep. boy, I do that all the time. Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blanks. It to Trevor May like five days ago. <laughs> I like Trevor May. Nice guy. Nice but. guy. But. So the, the thing I get miscast for is you don't want to win this World Series as bad as we do. The thing that I would counter with is saying, no, if I'm running a team, I want to win multiple World Series. I want to win this World Series, and I think I still can. I feel like without you, giving up those two guys. I also feel like you've moved on this from a month ago. I think you're more open to trading. Moved I think how like in your in your prospects? willingness, yes, to oh, give yeah. up prospects. Oh, which which I think after the Yankee series is logical. Right. I mean, that, I draw a that's line. The question, the question becomes, what's logical? And I do, and I'm with you. I don't think giving up your top two prospects in a trade for Syndergaard is logical. Do I think giving up one of them is? Yes, I do. Sure. But but this all comes back to you. You are never going to have short of guys being hurt. Now you're never going to have your predicament as perfectly painted for you as it has been by that Twin Yankee series. That's right. So we have everything. That's my point about the map. We have everything we need now in front of us. It's right there. So the question is, what's logical at this point? Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's see here as I put my old man glasses on. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Hey, guys. Great show today. As always, love the content. I wanted to bring up something with uh, Syndergaard. I think it'd be awesome to bring him here, but I agree with you guys what you're saying. You can't give up both Lewis and Kirillov, but one of them. And then, you know, if you can get Syndergaard here, I think, you know, that could impact the future with Barrios. When you look at him and some of his comments, you know, in the past where he's talking about taking a sly shot at the pole ads with getting rid of Morin last week. And yeah. it may seem like a little thing, but Barrios down the road, you know, we haven't locked him up for the future. You bring in a guy like Syndergaard who has two more years after this stretch run for the future, I think that could help Jose stay long-term, too. So I think that would be something we should definitely look into. Yeah, man. It's a great point. Uh, thanks for the phone call. Um, I, the one thing I do think about players, and I'm not signaling out, uh, singling out Jose here by any means, is that like the front office is going to know more about the future value of these prospects. And sometimes they pan out, and sometimes they don't. But the front office knows that, too. And they're going to take an educated guess on, do we think this guy can be the guy? If you're trying to get Barrios to stay long-term... Yeah, I'd try to win a World Series this year. That'd help, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I do get the sense, just from being around Jose, uh, just a tiny little bit, again, just just a media member, like, going and interviewing him when they're at home. Yep. But my sense from being around him in those environments is that he likes being here. He loves the Twins. He obviously loves baseball. And that you could get him to sign a long-term deal, potentially, this winter, now that he's sort of established his value as one of those top-flight pitchers. You know what I'd want if I was him? I would want the best chance to win five World Series. And I think doing that, to accomplish that, I think you keep those top two guys. And he will break the bank, but he should. I don't think so. I think he's going to get paid. Four and 40 or four and 45. I think he's going to ask for more than that. Then we'll see what arbitration looks like next year, I guess, (laughs) because that's my offer. Hi, Dan. Hey, guys. uh, I just wanted to say I really agree with Wetmore. Uh, Yes. Truth lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, I would not want to give up both Lewis and Kirilov, but I think I'm more bullish on uh, Lewis just because I think, you know, he has more upside, yeah, okay. he's younger, like a shortstop is probably an outfield. I mean, in theory, those guys should be with us for hopefully 10 years. So that's, that's, a, that's a position of, uh, of power to deal from, whereas I think our infield is definitely not set in Lewis. I mean, if he turns into, you know, a Carlos Correa minus the injuries or something, we don't want to lose that. So, right. uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't think that, uh, I, I don't want to, I, I mean, Matt Caps, 
isn't Noah Syngar- Syndergaard, but I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to make a trade this year when I think even at our best, we're still a notch below Houston and New York. So sure. you go all in just to lose in four games in the first round, and then the next five six years you go back down to the mid 2010s when we were garbage. Yeah. So I think you still have to if you're Falvey and Levine. You know, you owe it to the fan base. You know, Romney was talking about earlier in the show. Sure. You owe it to the casual fan to go all in. No, you owe it to the diehard fans who expect us to be good long-term and Love not it. just go for it this year and be garbage going Love forward. It. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a question for you just quick off his point, his last point. I don't know that I agree with him on what, what he said about the Yankees. I think you can win a. I think if you make the right trades for pitching, you can. This is this is the year. Yeah, I think he was. I, saying, I'm not intimidated by no, no. But I, I think he was saying that you don't trade for an eighth inning guy for like Matt Caps. Well, and that's right, it. but you're not gonna. But they're not gonna make that stupid a trade. I wouldn't think so. They're, these guys aren't gonna make that. We're, we're talking about fairly big names here. I think these guys are smart. But I I believe that this team has an again. It's circumstances. I believe the circumstances set up for you to have a chance. Yeah. Look at Derek, 1987, before you were born, obviously, but the Minnesota Twins were awful on the road, but they were great at home. And guess what? The American League wasn't great. They made the World Series and won it. Yeah. Part of winning the World Series is understanding when things set up for you. Sure. That's what I keep coming back to. Things are setting up for you to give yourself a real chance to do that. Yeah. I <laughs> Let's go back to AT7. The, the the Twins have, what, a young core, good hitters. They're yep. starting to like their pitching, right? Yep. And four years later, they won another one. Yeah, with what I contend was a better team by that point. Yeah, oh yeah. The 87 team is a nice, it's a great story. But go back and look at the home road splits. Go back and look at the pitching. You this know, is getting to Viola, hot take territory. Viola, Blylevin, and Les Straker? <laughs> Did he have a question mark at the end of his name? Les Straker? <laughs> reminded me of the Ron Burgundy line. But I, this is treading into hot take territory. But this Twins team could win 100 games. Yeah. And you could stack up the roster talent for talent and say that it compares to those teams. If not, it's better than those two teams. Than the Just World Series teams? Talent-wise, if you add to it. Oh yeah! Like a week that's from not, today. That's not that. That's not hot taking. Oh okay. I thought you were gonna. No, no. Well, the pitching needs the the pitching in two thousand. Next week, this team could be better than the team that won the ninety one World Series. If you do this right. Yeah. Talent wise. I'm I'm just going through it, but you know. They had Her, top end players, Herbe- no doubt. Herbeck was fantastic. You got top end players. Third base was a platoon. Mm-hmm. Gagne was a fantastic glove and a and a nice shortstop. I, we all liked him a lot. Lineup, lineup, one that through nine. A, though this this lineup is better. I mean, one Max Kepler. Well, right, and, Eddie Rosario, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, Mitch no, Garver, no, I'm not. But phone bus away. But my point is, you're. Uh, I don't think you're hot taking no, here. It's not hot take. So, I think I, you have a point. I would just say that if you in 1987 said, "Hey, opportunity, we're good at home, bad on the road. Let's trade everything for put our eggs in this basket here," then I think it's less likely that 1991 happens. And that magic doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you can still go get blackjack and like, all right, it's it's just a thought experiment that if the Twins are a World Series caliber team this year, which in this room I think we all agree that they are, hashtag World Series attitude, but I don't want them to not be a World Series team. If I'm Derek Falvey, I don't want them to not be a World Series team three years from now. And to the caller's point, I think it was Dan said, if he's Carlos Correa minus injuries, Boy, that would suck watching him play in Queens. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Sure. And I'm willing to watch one of them play in Queens to have a, a legitimate chance at a World Series in 2019. But just sure. not both. But not both. Yeah, both is ridiculous. Let's take uh, take a break. 651-646-8255 if you want to join the conversation in the final segment. Andrew, hold on. Twin show on 1500 on Score North. Back after this. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Score North download time. And uh, this is Manny, by the way. This download brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Visit BairdTwinCities.com. And it is a reminder to join Jonathan Harrison uh, and Dan Terhar for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and Vancouver tomorrow night with the pregame at 6.30 
and the kickoff at 7 right here in Score North. AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and that fabulous and free Score North mobile app. And in fact, speaking of Allianz Field, Mackie and Judd with Rami will be broadcasting from the Brew Hall this afternoon at Allianz Field. <laughs> doing more than that. <laughs> be buying one of those beers. That's right. After the show, right? After the show. I'll be buying one of those beers. Didn't say timeline. Don't pigeonhole me. <laughs> That's right. Don't try and put me yeah, in a corner, point. Good Wetmore. Point. You got it. Uh, real I'm quick. Thirsty. This is Wetmore here. And just to remind you guys all of the event. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you haven't. It's a free event with Glenn Perkins. Watch Glenn Perkins on baseball. You can join the Score North team, including Glenn, for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball. That's Tuesday, August 6th. Around 5 o'clock at Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. It's really close to Target Field if you haven't been there. Uh, we'll probably tape the show around 5.30 or so. No promises, but we will do it in that window. Here's the key. You have to event. Uh, you have to register to go to this event. It is free, but you have to be registered to attend. You can go to scorenorth.com slash Glenn for all of your details. Scorenorth.com slash Glenn for details on this free event. Outstanding. Sounds like fun. It's going to be And you said a, a free blast. beer. Uh, we Not do, on me, on we Modest. We do have, well, that's very nice of them at Modest. We do have a trade that has just come down the pike. It's not going to excite you too much, so it wasn't even worth teasing. So we don't need, like, the Rami sounder no, we don't need any or the sound, trade don't, sounder. No, no, and we're not going to be like Phil and be playing sounders for this. Full start. The Cubs have acquired left-hander Derek Holland. At one time, that would have been a big deal. Now it's not. And cash from the Giants for cash. And to make room on the 40-man roster, um, old friend Tim Collins Timmy. has been DFA. Let's go to the phone line before we wrap it up here. That's a small move. Andrew in Annandale. Thanks for holding on. What's up, Andrew? What's, what's up, guys? Hey, so, I Judd, you and I talked before. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I come at this from a different perspective than you guys. Sure. I'm all in if I'm a Twins. Need I say more than the Washington Nationals and Strasburg? This is your chance. Yep. I don't care what you have to trade. If you can get Syndergaard or Bauer... You trade anything you have to do to get them. You sacrifice the future. Both prospects. Both top prospects. For either one of those guys, yes. For either for, one, but not both. I don't want to do both. If, if you can get Syndergaard or Bauer, you can do both. Because right. here's the thing. If you win a World Series, Derek Salvi is set for the next five years. You can do nothing, and he's set. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Red Sox fan. All right, I don't Andrew. care what, if they make the playoffs or not this year. They won last year. All right, thanks for the call. Let's uh, quickly go to Isaac. Isaac, you get the last word on this topic. Awesome. You know how everybody's got this drunk uncle who's trying to fix every team that got some harebrained idea? I got one for you guys. His, name, here. his name's Judd ordinarily, but go ahead. <laughs> so what we do, what the Twins do, they take Stewart, they take Smelter, and they take, um, gosh damn it, can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to work. Okay. Uh, no worries. But the other long release or the other starter from AAA, um, Lewis Thorpe. Lewis, there we go, Thorpe. And you take, um, oh gosh, dang it! Now I'm nervous. Uh, you take Duffy. It's okay. And you take um, Trevor May. Yep. Put all five of them in long relief. You pair them each up with a starter. You only need a couple short relief guys. That's how you take it to the end of the season. There's your great idea. Hairbrained, but right, creative. You, yeah, that's very creative. Isaac, thanks for the call. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the Twins are going to do in terms of uh, bullpen management here. I'm very curious to see so it in September. Saying hand- handcuff guys. Piggybacks. But I, I can do that against uh, the White Sox and the Royals. You can do whatever those, you want against those I can, teams. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is. I need help here against the the creme de la creme, which is a very small list. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i still with you. I can't trade both those guys for Syndergaard. I, I, I would trade one for sure. I can't do both. What I, can't I think do of, of course, we, he's a pitcher. It makes me, that's too, I can't. You got to make the playoffs to talk about postseason pitching staffs. But assuming the Twins make the playoffs, and I think this idea would help them get there too. I look at. October pitching staffs, and I say four starters, four relievers. Give me your best. Who are your best eight arms? Mm-hmm. And some four of them need to have length because you're not going to have uh, eight relievers pitch every game and try to get through it. That's not going to work in October. At least no one's figured that out yet, mastered that craft. But what I 
What I expect the Twins to have by the time October 1 rolls around is four relievers that you trust a lot. Right now, I think you have two. I think you have Taylor Rogers, Taylor Rogers and Tyler Duffy. Based on how they've been using them recently, I yep. think those are the two guys that Rocco trusts And I think most. Duffy has to be used in the correct way. Rogers, you have to use less. You're clearly burning him out. Like, there's a problem right now. You're just using him too much. They That, that last game he pitched uh, against the Yanks, he was clearly not going to pitch and had to. And I think we started to see that the fuse is just getting burned down. On the Nationals thing? And I like him a lot. One of the callers good. brought up Steven Strasburg and said, need I say more? Well, yes, you need to say more because two years after they shut him down, yep. they won 96 games. Right, but yes, Mike, they lost the NLDS. But Mike Rizzo, the GM, his hubris on that was—he he shouldn't off have gone public with his cockiness. Charts. He should not have gone public. We're going to do cockiness. this a lot. You can't say that. You don't know well, that. Then two years later, 2016, they won 95 games. 2017, but, they won 97 but, games, and then the era was over. But give me that list and tell me how many World Series championships. Exactly. Do they have in the District of Columbia? Exactly. How many right. Playoff series wins do they have? Yeah, it's they never want to play. So series. that and that's it's the, their and that's fault the goal here, boys. That's the goal. It's their fault for losing the NLDS all those years <laughs> against mostly the Dodgers. Right. But three years of ninety-five plus wins. You know what? You win the World Series play, some of those times. As we learned in this town with the Twins, believe it or not, at one time playoff berths get boring. What's the only thing? In fact, playoff series victories become boring. The only thing that doesn't bore your fan base ultimately is when you can point to the flag flying that says World Series champions. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the question. How, how do you get there? I know. Don't give me a playoff berth. That's that's a short-term sugar high for now. Yeah, but We're if you trying told to me, figure out a much more important question. I agree with you, but if you told me, hey, you're going to the playoffs as one of the World Series contenders for each of the next six years, I'd be like, yep, sounds good. And in, and in four years, if you didn't have a World Series title, you'd sit in that very chair and tell me, why don't they? They should have gone And you'd be complaining. It. Exactly right. Ah, sports are weird, man. Sports are weird. Give yourself a great but chance. give yourself a chance. And hit the shot. Give yourself a chance. We are done with the Twins show. Um, Purple Daily's up next. Uh, Collar and Medcalf for hour one. And then Rami and I with Collar for hour two. Talk to y'all later. See you guys next week. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.